Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast. You're home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This week on Screwball, we're going to wrap up our AL conversation with our AL division by division prediction series. We will wrap up with the AL West, since we talked about the AL East and AL Central in the last two episodes. Uh, and then next week, we'll move on to the NL, with starting with the NL East. Um, but for this episode, obviously, we're going to stick to the five teams out West, the Mariners, Rangers... Angels, A's, and Astros. Uh, we're going to keep it true to form with our other episodes where we're going to do our, you know, kind of idea who's the least talented team in the division going up to who we think is the most talented team. Uh, it's probably the first division and probably one of the only divisions that me and Frank had any sort of disagreement on because the last two divisions are kind of, at least in our opinion, kind of not made up, but we kind of know who where everyone is. So let's just jump right into it with uh, the team that we think is as of right now, has the least amount of talent in the division. And that, for us, is the Mariners. Uh, so the Mariners' projected lineup is shortstop J.P. Crawford, Dylan Moore, Kyle Lewis, Kyle Seeger, Mitch Hanniger. Uh, on RotoChamp, they have uh, an outfielder named Jose Mar- Marmolejos-Diaz. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who that is, but uh, I suspect, and Frank probably too, that Jared Kalanick is going to get a look He'll probably come up, you know, after the the time in April when the, his service time gets extended by a year. So you could probably just peg him in for that outfield spot. Uh, after that is Ty France, Evan White, uh, and Luis Torrens at uh, the catching position. And the rotation is Marco Gonzalez, uh, Usai Kikuchi, James Paxton, Justice Sheffield, and Chris Flexen. That is all according to RotoChamp. That's just kind of where I get my projection uh, lineups and rotations. I would think, looking looking at it again, I would think Paxton would be your, just about your top guy. I don't know why he's listed here third. But anyway, so the Mariners, in my opinion, are uh, the least talented team in the division. They uh, have a great prospect pool, and they're kind of getting ready to go here. I think that they're getting real close to maybe spending some money and getting their young guys ready to kind of make some sort of run here at the West because the West is getting a little bit more wide open than it has been in recent years. So, you know, at the center of the lineup, you got guys like Kyle Lewis, uh, Kyle Seeger, soon to be Jared Kalenic, and uh, their other outfield prospect. Um, what was his name again? Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. I'm sure he's going to come up soon, and they'll and pair that, I guess, with Mitch Haniger, and you've got a pretty damn good outfield, I would say. So, you know, they're, like I said, they're not really win now team. I do think that they have the least amount of talent, and then you know you look at their their rotation. I mean, other than James Paxton, Justice Sheffield's supposed to be good. Uh, Kikuchi, you know, these guys are just not, in my opinion, like team, they're not players that you're going to have on your, on your team. That's, you know, for the future, that's going to supposed to be real good. Uh, their bullpen, no real names. Their closers, Rafael Montero, Matt McGill's supposed to be their setup guy. I mean, nothing really all-star there. Uh, their bench consists of Shed Long, who's a really speedy guy. He's pretty good. Tom Murphy catch in. I mean, you know, not a whole lot of depth yet. Not a whole lot going on in the lineup. Uh, maybe top four guys are going to give you good production. I just, nothing really to say here yet, but with, you know, 
with their prospect pool and guys ready to go almost here. Uh, there's going to be some talent with the Mariners soon, and uh, hopefully they get back to the early 2000s-type Mariners where they can really uh, turn it on and, you know, be at the top of this West, like I said, just getting a little more open. So uh, they're a team kind of similar to we've talked about with the other bottom-dwelling teams with the Orioles and Tigers and Royals and stuff like that where they're not ready to go, but there's uh, – I think this team may be even more than some of the other teams, even like the Orioles or something. They're, they're getting close, and uh, I think that you could see the Mariners even in a few years trying to make a run at the West here. So uh, we'll see what happens with them, but for now I, I just kind of see them as the as the fifth-place team. That's kind of where I, I got them. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Mariners got, uh, you named pretty much all these guys, uh, Marcus Gonzalez, James Paxson, uh, Sheffield, Kikuchi, Justin Dunn. Uh, they got some, you know, most of those guys are pretty young pitchers. Gonzalez has been pretty good for them. Uh, Paxson back on a one-year deal, that's good for, you know, for him and for the team. Sheffield obviously was a top prospect. Kikuchi, a young guy. Uh, Justin Dunn, another young guy. <clears throat> some other pitchers, Rafael Montero, who came back last year and pitched pretty well. Kendall Graveman, who's been around for a little while. He's been, you know, a pretty, pretty serviceable, uh, you know, bullpen guy. Ken Giles, uh, you know, he's out there. He's, you know, coming off injury, so I don't know if he'll pitch this year, but, you know, he's a pretty good name. Kenyon Middleton, a guy who kind of earned his way into bullpens with the Angels recently. And position players, you got Tom Murphy, Evan White, Dylan Moore, Shed Long, Kyle Seeger, obviously, probably their best or biggest name on the team as of now, yep. other than some of those prospect guys. J.P. Crawford's been playing pretty well from them, especially defensively. Jake Fraley, Kyle Lewis, who's going to be one of the best superstars in baseball in the very near future. Mitch Hanniger, if he could stay healthy, he's a pretty good player. Uh, and Ty France. So they got uh, you know a couple names in the lineup, a couple names in the rotation. But for the most part, they're a younger team with a couple, not many pieces to trade, you know, a couple names here and there. But for the most part, they just got a young team they're going to keep around and then let the prospects go up, come up through the system, and then couple free agents and that's going to be the way they they go about business they don't like i said they don't got a bunch of guys they could trade away other than maybe a reliever here or there or paxton you know once the season the deadline comes but uh, i mean kyle lewis is a superstar he's a, he's gonna be he's gonna be great uh oh, yeah. crawford's a good player justin dunn sheffield i mean they got some young players they got some good pieces um but they're gonna need uh, their prospects to come up really to, to take this team to the next level and those prospects you know i'm talking of um, include Jared Kalanick, who obviously we've been in the news with some of the stuff with the Mariners, former CEO and president. He was just spewing out the one day. <laughs> um, Julio Rodriguez, who we mentioned, Emerson Hancock, Logan Gilbert, who both two pitchers they have, um, Taylor Trammell, who they got in, I think, a three-team trade over the offseason, um, and George Kirby, another pitcher. Those guys are all top 100. They're all top 100 prospects. That's... What, one, two, three, four, five, six top 100 players. And Kyle Lewis, who's not a prospect anymore, who's, you know, last year he was a prospect who was a top 100. They have a great farm system. They probably have a top five farm system, if not top three farm system. Yeah, they got to at this point. Um, and they're spread out. I mean, yes, three of them are outfield. Okay. Three of them are pitchers. That's great. You have another outfielder already in the league who's young, and you have another. You have a young shortstop. So they have a good little system here. Uh, but they have a great farm system. Like I said, a few tradable pieces, not many. Um, so I don't really expect them to be too, too active for the deadline. But they have a few guys. Well, if they want to really sell Seager or something, like they could. But they only have a few names they could trade away. Um, they're just not that great right now. Uh, they'll be at the bottom. Uh, but a year or two, they could be easily 
top team in AL West because he's got a lot of good prospects, and there are a lot of them are right on the edge of coming up. So they could be real good real soon, like we mentioned with the Tigers. They could be real, real good in like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Or it might take three or four years. We don't really know, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them in a year, maybe even next year or the year after, be contended for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. That's that's kind of where I have them in my mind, too. You know, they're going to have a good, really good outfield if everyone kind of pans out how they're supposed to. Kyle Lewis, we already kind of know he's going to be, uh, I would think he's going to be the real deal. If Kalinick pans out, he'll be, you know, he'll be out there. And Rodriguez, he pans out. I mean, they're going to have a sick outfield. So you start there. Like you said, they got good pitching prospects coming up. You know, they, they could always go out and sign people. They proved that they can make big moves with quite a few years ago with Cano. You know, they, they proved that they can make big deals. So there's no reason not to go sign people if they're missing a first baseman or yeah. if they're missing a shortstop. Well, they could or... trade a couple of these prospects and go get somebody big. Yeah. If someone becomes available, uh, you know. Recently, like we've seen Arenado or Lindor. Superstar like that, they can go trade for then pay them the money because they're not paying anyone else. Yeah. So they can trade for maybe a Chris Bryant and then pay him. Or trade for Javier Baez if the Cubs decide to do that and then pay him. So they could do something like that with the prospects they have and the money they have. Yeah. You know, I think that they're going to have a bright future. I think that the things are looking up for them. But right now, I, you know, I don't think that they have enough talent right now in the roster to do much really at all. But just maybe uh, win a few games here and, you know, kind of show off the talent they got of their young guys and just look forward. That's yeah, kind of. Just get them experience. But they'll be around. They'll be uh, here sooner than uh, uh, sooner rather than later. So. Yeah. Sure. So moving on to the next team, the team we think just kind of right above the Mariners as far as talent is the Rangers. The Rangers lineup consists of Leody Tavares, Isaiah Conifralefa, Willie Calhoun, Joey Gallo, Nick Solak, Nate Lau, uh, David Dahl, Jose Trevino, and Rugnet Odor. Their rotation consists of, they have uh, six people, by the way, pegs here on, on RotoChamp, uh, Kyle Gibson, Jordan Lyles, Colby Allard, Dane Dunning, Mike Fultonevich, and Ian Kennedy. Uh, I guess they put all six in there, kind of sporadic. I guess they just don't know where the will the like where the exact positioning will be for the rotation. And then you know, out of the bullpen, you got guys like Jose Leclerc, uh, Jonathan Hernandez, Jolie Rodriguez. Um, you know, off the bench, they acquired Chris Davis, Delano to Shields, Brock Holt. So they got a little bit of depth there on the bench. You know, you got some guys that you know, Chris Davis got some pop. Brock Holt can play just about anywhere. Uh, Delano Shields got some nice speed, so they got a little bit going on with a little bit of depth here. I don't. They got David Dahl, who's a great player. I don't understand the deal really. You know, for for them, I don't know if he was. I guess he's going to be more of a trade piece maybe this season. If he plays the way he could, he he would probably get a lot of uh, attention on the trade uh, trading block. But other than that, I mean, they're they're more talented guys since it consists of Jolie Gallo, Willie Calhoun, uh, Isaiah Connor Falefa is a nice piece for them. So. You know, Rugnet Odor has yet to really, at this point in his career, has really yet to wow me, um, other than punching Jose Batista. He's probably the greatest part of his career. Um, and his dad and I think his brother's name are both Rugnet Odor. <laughs> Just all of them running around, I don't know why. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think that the I think that the Rangers are uh, just an okay team. I, I don't see them really uh, even getting to the point where they could compete for a wild card. Um, I just don't I just don't see it, uh, especially with the three teams above them are all I think a, a bit like a level higher than them. You know, I don't even think that the three teams above them are even close. Um, not to say that you know the Rangers aren't gonna you know 
make some moves and get some guys up and, and get, you know, get going here a little bit. Uh, Dane Dunning's the guy they acquired for that Lance Lynn deal. I thought that was a good deal for them considering they probably didn't even expect much from Lance Lynn. So that kind of set them up a little bit more for the future. So, I mean, the Rangers are in a little bit better spot than Mariners right now. I think that they can steal some, some wins from people and they can sneak up on you if you're not careful. They got a little bit better of a middle of rotation. You got a little more depth, you got a little bit, maybe better bullpen rotations. Okay. You know, they, that's kind of how I'm feeling about them. Like they're okay. They're just going to kind of, they're going to sit a little below 500. I think, I don't think they're quite going to, you know, unless they all play really well, you know, you could even see someone like Joey Gallo, maybe commanding some, some attention on the trading block. Maybe they consider trading him away. I don't know how many years of control he has at this point. You know, that probably depends on what the haul you get for him is. If he's only got one year as opposed to three years or two years or whatever. So I, you know, that could be something they could look at. They could look at, like I said, trading, uh, David Dahl, you know, I, I don't know what they, uh, I don't know what they have planned, but that would maybe be a good idea for them to get some younger guys in. So overall, I just think that the Rangers are going to be a pretty good team, uh, a little bit better than Mariners, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You got the prospect pool. I'm not sure exactly how they're looking prospect wise. Not quite. I know as good as the Mariners, but, uh, you know, if, if they do have some guys coming up, then they have things to look forward to, but they're kind of just, uh, for now, for me, in my mind, they're just kind of there. They're not really, uh, you know, they're not quite getting to the point like the Angels are. They're not quite getting like that. But they, I, I guess I could see a team like, you know, the Texas Rangers. You know, they, they're pretty good market there. I could see them making some moves and trying to compete for that for that top spot in the AL West. Or even a wild card. I don't know. We'll see. So yeah. uh, The Rangers, uh, just to go into some names like you already mentioned, uh, Kyle Gibson, Mike Fultonavich. Uh, it's a good signing for them, you know, high uh, potential and, you know, low floor, really. Uh, Dane Dunning, uh, Kohei Arihara, Arihara mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, Japan, I think he is, Japanese. I believe so, yeah. I might be Korean, but I think he's Japanese. Starting pitchers, that's some of the names there. Jose Leclerc is fantastic out of the bullpen. Last year he struggled. Was it last year or two years ago he struggled? Um, but when his stuff's on, he's, he's very good. Throws very hard. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a guy who I always really liked back in the day, Carlos Marmol. Mm. He's got that feel to him. That guy's stuff's electric. Uh, Jordan Lyles, Heyon Jong Yang, <laughs> another Japanese player they have, or Korean player, uh, pitcher. I, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah. You know, he, there's not much to say there. Jonathan Hernandez, another younger uh, relief pitcher they have. Then they have uh, Jose Trevino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Lowe or Nate Lau, Ronald Guzman, who stretches like seven miles at first base, <laughs> Nick Solak, Rogan Odor, yeah, the one that punched Batista, not his dad or his brother. That's the same <laughs> name. That's fantastic. Um, he did punch Batista nice, though. Oh, yeah. This just knocked all the talent right out of Jose Batista. I know. Ever was... since he punched him, he just couldn't hit the ball anymore. I know. It took everything out of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brock Holt was always fantastic. Uh, Culberson, Zanzi Swanson, lookalike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah kind of for Leffa plays everywhere. He was a starting catcher and I always think they're starting shortstop. I, I, I don't know. Uh, David Dahl who's a great player. He's fantastic. Um, like you said, it didn't make sense for him to sign him. They got him on a very good deal. One year, I think for like nothing guy, you, you, if he plays good, you keep him for five, six years. He could be a piece you build around a team back or you trade him and get returned for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Davis with a K he, uh, he can easily come back to bat in 247 and hit 40 home runs, especially at Texas stadium. Or you could be like the other Chris Davis and bat like 112. Uh, Willie Calhoun's a guy of great power. Um, and then Joey Gallo, the mammoth man of power out there. He's been better with his average and striking out and stuff. Um, so if he could continue that, 
rise, and he's a really one of the better players in baseball. Sure. If he's going to strike out 400 times and bat 200, I mean, it's just not really worth the price of admission, I guess, I guess you could say. So overall, the team has some good talent, major league talent. For the most part, they're not going to be that great. Yeah. Um, their big thing is, hey, they're going to be somewhat competitive in a, in a new stadium, so come watch us. We have some talent. We got some names that are going to keep it exciting. If we're really, you know, we, everyone plays very well, we could be, you know, maybe at the bottom of a wild card chase for a little while for the year, mm-hmm. which is okay. Just kind of compete. You're, you know, not waste time, and money to go watch you. But their big thing is they have trade pieces. They could trade Kyle Gibson. They could trade Fultonavich. They could trade Leclerc. You know, they could trade uh, Nate Lowe or Guzman. Whatever one you want to keep, you can trade the other one. They both have, you know, have some. Um, stock there. Odor, if he plays well, you could kind of get rid of him. Uh, David Dahl, matters what you want to do. He's young enough to keep. Chris Davis, obviously, he can go join a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gallo, matters what you want to do there. You can go get a good return for him. Yeah. Um, so they got a lot of tra- tradable pieces, which is good. If you're not going to be that great, you got to have tradable pieces so that you can continue to build the farm system and get, you know, continue to rebuild or retool quicker. If you just kind of stay bad, and you have no pieces to trade, and you're just hoping all your draft picks work out. Yeah. It's, just not, it's hard to do that way. Because when you go into the prospects, they have a few guys that are, you know, top 100, but not many. Uh, one is third baseman Josh Young. Hmm. I think he's a top prospect for them. I think he was like number 50 on the top 100. Uh, then they have a catcher, Sam Huff, hmm. who uh, obviously always having a catcher prospect is great to have. I think he was top 100, but 60, 70, somewhere in there. And then Dane Dunning. Mm-hmm. who was a top, I think he was like in the 90s, just because, you know, because of injuries and stuff, kind of dropped him down the prospect list, but he's still a very young guy who's got great potential. Other than that, then they have outfielder Leody Tavares, who I believe you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he was top 100. They only have three top 100 guys, no one really the top 50, I think, or top 40, at least. Um, so their farm's not great, it's okay, but it's probably in the mid to late teens, if not early 20s for their farm system. It's not that great. And then, but they have major league talent, so they can trade away and build that farm system, or they can keep them like Dahl and Gallo, Willie Calhoun. They have a couple of young guys so they can keep Solak. But like, all right, these are the guys we're building around. Then you have a couple prospects come up, a couple smaller trades, a couple more draft picks, and kind of hitting free agent here and there and build this team. So they have a couple of ways to go, which is good. You want to be versatile on how you can build the team. Do you want to tear it down? Do you want to retool? Do you want to, however you want to do it, sign a couple of free agents? They have a lot of options, which is good. But they have major league talent. And they have an okay farm system, so they're they're not bad. But this year, they'll be the bot towards the bottom of the division, and you know, battling for maybe five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see when the Mariners start getting good that this team starts to fall, you know, below them, and they become the that last place team. But you know, I don't know then if they only have, like you said, they only really have two, three top one hundred guys, and really have anyone in the top forty or fifty, like you said. So I don't know what the plan is for the future unless they get some of these, you know, lower level prospects to come up and, and shine or, or even at least have enough value to be able to trade or work something out with. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're just not doing it for me right now. Uh, I don't know where they're at. They're just kind of just going to be there, especially with, you know, this next team we'll talk about is just getting better. And then the other two teams, one team always seems to figure it out. And then the other team we'll, we'll we'll get to, but yeah. So the Rangers are just kind of just there for now, but we'll see what happens with them. You kind of always got to watch them. Um, so the next team we're going to talk about is the Angels. Their projected lineup is David Fletcher, Jared Walsh, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Justin Upton, Shohei Otani, 
Dexter Fowler, Jose Iglesias, and Max Stassi. Uh, the projected rotation consists of Andrew Heaney, Dylan Bundy, Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb, Griffin Canning, and Shohei Otani. If he decides to, you know, not walk everybody like he did last year. Um, you know, the, the Angels are a team that I'm pretty optimistic with. Um, the only thing with them is they just seem to always kind of get a little bit of excitement behind them coming into the season. They got a good roster. They always have a good lineup, I think, especially when, after adding Radon. I feel like they always have a good lineup. And, you know, the, Roto Champ has, has uh, Albert Pujols pegged as a bench guy. You always got to factor him into the lineup, you know. So, you know, and then they got Joe Adele and they got Kurt Suzuki. So they got, they got depth there. But they just always seem to just not click. Like, something seems to just keep Trout away from the playoffs for some reason. I don't know why. I think their biggest problem right now is the rotation. Dylan Bundy and Andrew Heaney seem to be uh, doing much better, uh, closer to what they were projected to be, uh, which is good for them. Jose Quintana is kind of like, uh, you know, you kind of know what you're getting out of him. Mid threes, at worst a four ERA, you know, you kind of you kind of know that he's going to eat innings for you and be good. Alex Cobb, uh, at this point, uh, I don't expect much from Alex Cobb, but he could give you a good, be a good fourth or fifth guy. Griffin Canning, I believe, was supposed to be pretty damn good. So, yeah, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. Hopefully he lives up to... Uh, kind of what he's supposed to be. And Shohei Otani, if he does come and pitch like how he should, he's a good pitcher. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, he throws hard, got good movement on his ball. So if he comes back and pitches kind of the way he should, even if he's just decent, even if he's like a 3 ERA guy or something, like a 3.5 ERA guy, that's pretty good, you know, at a, you know what you're expecting from him. So the pitching's a little bit of a question, but they did beef up the bullpen a little bit with Rysel Iglesias. Um, so they have a closer now. They have the guy which is good. They have the ninth inning guy. If you can fill in spots there, you know, they have, uh, what Felix Pena, uh, Ty Butchery, Mike Mayers are kind of their back end is, is at least what Roto champ is projected as their back end. Um, so the bullpen is rounded out a little better. Uh, rotation still a little bit of a question for me. Uh, their lineup, uh, especially if Justin Upton hits like how Justin Upton can hit, the lineup's going to be ridiculous, especially with the addition of Jose Iglesias kind of replacing Andrelton Simmons. You kind of more or less get kind of the same guy, uh, Angelton Simmons, I think, is a better hitter uh, at this point. And I, I think Kurt Suzuki is the better catcher than Max Stassi. I, I would rather have him starting for me, but I guess it'll just be a platoon role. That's kind of just, I believe Kurt Suzuki's in his upper 30s, so I'm, that's probably the point behind that. So, uh, you know, and Jared Walsh, I think, is pretty is pretty damn good, too, at first. I think that between him and Pulhos, and I'm pretty sure Otani mostly DHs, but he, he does play first, right? Isn't that kind of where he... I don't I don't think so. I've never seen him play in the field, ever. Yeah, I, I, I'm used to seeing him DH, but I thought if there was, like, a position for him, like if he had to play the field, I think... Field or something. Yeah, something that's that's on that side of the field. Um, so, I mean, you got options at first. Um, and Dexter Fowler they acquired. I mean, he's uh, he's always good. So you have him platooning in the outfield with Trout and uh, Otani... Or, uh, uh, Justin Upton, and then, you know, you have Joe Adele, who's supposed to be really, really good. So they got, I think the Angels are really up and coming here. I can see the Angels really, um, I think some people have them as a high ceiling team where they're like a dark horse pick for the division. Um, I don't know if I quite see that. I could, I mean, I could see it if they really all play how they should. Uh, I could see them making some problems for the other two teams in the division, but I see them more as maybe a wild card team. I think this is a pretty good team. I don't think uh, me having them pegged as like the third best team in the division uh, as any knock against them. I think that they're quite a bit better than the last two teams we talked about. And I think that they are a legitimate wildcard threat. And who knows if, if, if the next two teams, the A's and the Astros, if they really don't live up to, uh, you know, expectations and they really almost play like how they performed in the off season with not getting really anybody, both teams, 
the Angels could sneak up on you. And I think that's I think that's good for baseball because you get Trout, uh, some a little bit more spotlight than he's been getting because he's really he's kind of our guy in baseball. So uh, overall, I, I think that the Angels are good. Got to to kind of put it in check marks here. I think the lineup's great. I think the rotation needs some work, and I think the bullpen needs some work. But overall, you, you, you're adding pieces, and you're and you're getting better. So that's that's kind of what's what's good here um, for the Angels. So I, I'm optimistic with the Angels, but I'm a little I'm a little trepidatious with them being the Angels at this point. They always seem to fuck it up somehow. So we'll see what happens. But I I do see this team as a little legitimate wild card uh, threat in the AL. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to jump into some names, uh, Dylan Bundy had a great year. Andrew Heaney, if he can stay healthy. Jose Quintana, 200 innings, four-year array. P- pretty much write that right down. Alex Cobb is a good pickup. Otani, if he could pitch uh, to what he can be, he could be an ace. If he could pitch close to what he could be, he's a you know, higher rotation guy. Griffin Cannon's got some great stuff. He could be he could be really the leader of this rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some really nasty stuff. Um, out in the bullpen, you got Ty Buttrey, Rossiel Iglesias, Alex Claudier, who's a good veteran oh, yeah, yeah. bullpen guy. Uh, Jamie Berea, who seemed to be pitched, uh, I mean, actually pitched pretty well out of the rotation. I think he was part of the combined no hitter they threw uh, two years back too. Oh yeah, I think um, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a little bit of, you know, he's a he's a pretty good pitcher. Um, so they could definitely rotations. You know, I, I compare them to maybe the last two years what the Twins had. Although they don't have that quite that Barrios yet, who's kind of all right. He's kind of our guy. He's kind of settled in. But the rotation is very similar to how the Twins had it built for two years. Uh, I think it's even more consistent. Twins were kind of like, all right. And then a couple bottom guys were like, eh. This rotation's like, all right, they're all pretty three, two, three, four guys. Mm-hmm. With chance at a top guy here and there. Bullpen's okay. I think they need to add a piece. But um, they got some young guys who throw pretty hard. So that you never know. Bullpen guys just come out of nowhere sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they're okay there. Lineup-wise, Kurt Suzuki, veteran, winning catcher. And he'll get the most out of the out of the rotation, out of the pitchers. So that's oh, good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Max Dassey's a similar similar player to uh, Kurt Suzuki. He can kind of get a lot of the pitchers too. Uh, Jared Walsh, Albert Pujols. Um, I think the big thing, um, if if this is his last year, he will play as well as he obviously he wants to play just the greatest he can. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big thing. Um, also, I think this really is maybe one of the few off seasons since he left the Cardinals where he kind of went in healthy. Yeah, and not playing 162 games last year maybe kind of saved a little little legs for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that could be a big thing. And then you got Anthony Rendon. I mean, come on, uh, David Fletcher's fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, hands down, David Fletcher's one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah, hitters, pure yeah. hitter. Yep. You, you, not quite, you know, Lemayhu with the power, but man, that guy hit a ball at his at his eyes in the ground. Base hits, doubles. He's a 300 average. Great defensively. A little guy, high socks. Oh, you gotta love him. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Gotta love him. He's like a mix between Dustin Pedroia and Brock Holt. Mm-hmm. You get David Fletcher. That's just and you love him. He's yeah. fantastic. He's one of the one of the best hitters. No, no one even knows he's even plays. Mm-hmm. So like, who's this scrub? Oh, he bad three thirty last year. Oh, all right. That's just he had like six, six home runs. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just great. I know. Then you have Jose Iglesias. Defensively, you know, you lost Simmons. You got Iglesias. Okay. That's pretty even straight. Uh Simmons is a little bit more dynamic hitter. Iglesias is a little bit better average hitter, I think. Or more consistent average hitter, Rend- uh, uh, Simmons can be that, but he's just uh, you know he's more dynamic, more balls in the gaps, home runs, and like Jose Iglesias, Justin Upton, who still somehow is like 31, 32, has been in the league for fifteen years or whatever. Um, if he could play better, he's got to play better. And I like Justin Upton. But he's got to play better. He can't be what he's been. Um, hopefully healthy, 
he can he can he can really smash the ball. So hopefully he could be healthy and play play to, up to what he can play. Um, then you got Mike Trout. He's uh, so called pretty good. Mike Trout's the greatest ball player in baseball right now, um, and one of the best we've ever seen. That would be it. Would be something if you would have had Pujols in his prime, huh? With uh, Trout in his prime. Oh my God! That'd be something. That's about. a sick and three Rendon four. And then is your three guy, or your third? <sighs> Tony best two hitter. bags. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had Justin Upton at like twenty three years old. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he really <laughs> matched the ball in the middle of that lineup. Whew. You got Joe Adele, former top prospect. He's obviously got some, you know, crazy potential. Taylor Ward, uh, Dustin Fowler, uh, Dexter Fowler, I should say, um, switch hitter at the top of the lineup can kind of when he's hot, really helps the lineup go. Uh, veteran player Juan Lagares is there defensively, uh, very good. Luis Frangifio or Jifo, Jifo. He's you know young guy. Uh, Matt Dice, potential guy, good power. So they got lineup wise, they're there. Defense wise, I think they're pretty well, pretty well off. Iglesias, Fletcher, very good. Rendon's very good. Trout, you know how that is. Joe Adele, um, he's pretty good. He'll, he's gonna get better. Upton's okay in left field anymore. You know, but a little some of the injuries and stuff slowed him down. But he's still you know serviceable outfielder. Lagar's on the bench. Uh, Dexter Fowler, they got a pretty good defense, better than it's been. Rotation got more solid, more consistent. The bullpen got some names. It's okay now. They could go add a starting pitcher. They can go add a bullpen guy, and they really could push. I mean, I, I, you know, Mike has him here at three. I had him at two, and I really think they could win the division since it's more open. But they got a good team. I really like this team, and Joe Madden gets the most out of a lot of his players. So we'll see what he can do. As long as he doesn't get too crazy like he did with the Cubs. Yeah. Um, that really hurt him, get a little mm-hmm. too crazy with the Cubs. But he could really get the most out of this Angels team. Uh, to go into some prospects, uh, outfielder Brandon Marsh, pitcher Reed Detmers, Outfielder Jordan Adams, shortstop Jeremiah Jackson. So the the farm system's not great. I believe only one, maybe two of those guys are top 100. It might be two, but if it is two, the second one is like right at the bottom. So the farm system's not great. It's gotten better because they were last. The farm system was last. So the farm system has gotten better, Mm. but they're still probably in the 20s somewhere. Probably even mid to late 20s. Yeah. But the team is good. The talent's there. Um, They still have some young guys in the majors. So the team's good. Farm system's not great. But they're going to play very hard because they got a chip on their shoulder. Joe Madden's there. But the possibility of this being Pujols was last year after kind of like the leak thing and then they kind of walked that back. That could give them even extra motivation. And knowing the division's open. Mm-hmm. Knowing the Astros are weaker and the A's are weird. They, they're going to have they're going to have momentum this year. I think that's going to be their big thing. they got to start hot. Start better. They always start terrible. That's their big thing. They come out and they're like five and fifteen, and then the whole season after that they play pretty well. Mm-hmm. But you start five and fifteen, and then you play a couple games over five hundred. You're gonna end up at five hundred. Yeah. So you come out the season just play ten and ten first twenty games, fifteen and fifteen first thirty games. Yeah. You just can't be five and fifteen. Yeah, they do come out six and cold. twenty stuff like that, and then then you fight your way, and then you finish the year six, seven, eight games over five hundred, but you start the year six, ten games under. You can't do that. Yeah. Just come out decent and then fight their way because they're they're a hot and cold team throughout the years, eight and two over ten games and then two and eight over ten games. So yeah, but Agreed. I think the Angels got a good team. I like them. I'll be rooting for them, and I think they could easily take the division. But for the most part, you know, like I said, Mike's got them at three. I got them at two. They're probably the more safer team to fall at three. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why we talked about them third here. Yeah, because uh, I kind of we feel the same way about them. You just had a different team. Actually, we disagreed a bit on who I think is the most talented team, which we're going to get to next. But 
uh, overall, we kind of feel the same way about the Angels. Could sneak in, win that division. Probably, uh, I at least I kind of hope, kind of get a wild card. Um, and they're coming up. They're kind of coming here. So uh, that's a team I'm excited for, personally. So um, we kind of made a compromise here. We, we talked about the Angels third. And the other compromise here uh, was that we're going to talk about the Astros next. Now, I had the Astros uh, first. You had them third. So naturally, they fall to second here. Kind of just split the difference. And I'm going to get into why I am totally fine with talking about the next team next, the A's. Um, because here, I although I had the Astros pegged as a division winners, I kind of have them as the most talented team, there are legitimate big concerns here with this team. So to start, let's just get into our lineup. So one through nine is Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Michael Brantley, Correa, or Carlos Correa, Jordan Alvarez, Yuli Gurriel, Kyle Tucker, Miles Straw, and Jason Castro. Uh, and then the rotation consists of Zach Granke, Framber Valdez, Lance McCullers, Jose Urquidy, uh, your, yeah, Urquidy, I believe I say it, and Christian Javier. Now, here's my concerns with this team. Although I do have them pegged as the most talented team, and I think it may be an experience factor, you know, it's X factors, like there may be more fans in the stands. So, Dusty although I was, I was just going to say Dusty <laughs> Baker after that, um, I think some fans in the stands playing some home games for them, I think will help them. I think they got to get a little bit of push behind them because they have had nothing but pushes against them. So, if, they get, if they're home and they get some fans to support them a little bit, I think that'll go a long way. Uh, Dusty Baker, I think, is a big X factor. Although I didn't talk about Joe Madden from the Angels, who I think pushes them forward. I think Dusty Baker pushes the Astros forward. But here's where my big point of uh, questioning, and this is why I, I think that them and the A's will be separated maybe by a few games here. At least in my mind, I think they're separated by a little bit of talent here. Is that the Astros' bullpen is pretty bad. I think they're in rough shape. I think Ryan, your back end of Ryan Presley, Pedro Baez, and maybe Joe Smith is pretty rough. I think that they're going to have trouble closing out games. Um, and their their rotation, I mean, without Verlander, rotation's a bit rough. I mean, I have faith in McCullers. Granke is getting older, but he is still uh, valuable. I think he's still a good pitcher. Uh, Jose Urquidy and Framber Valdez have shown life, uh, especially in the playoffs. I think in particular, Framber Valdez had a pretty good playoff run last year. So the rotation is uh, 50-50 for me. I, I could take it or leave it. I don't think it's all that great. So the pitching overall bullpen rotation is a problem to me, but their lineup is still, I think, one of the best lineups in baseball, especially if that young man, Jordan Alvarez, comes out and hits. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you got to figure last year, Jose Altuve was rough. If he comes back and bats like Jose Altuve, you got to watch out for a batting title guy there. Uh, Alex Bregman uh, is, is unbelievable. Michael Brantley is uh, awesome. I love Michael Brantley. Uh, Correa, as much as I'm not a big fan of Carlos Correa, he is a good hitter if he can stay on the field. Jordan Alvarez, fantastic. I like him. Yuli Gurriel, uh, another good hitter. Kind of just, you know, Yuli Gurriel strikes me as the guy that you need when, you know, when you need run. Like, you need, you got guys on base, you get RBIs. Seems almost like a timely hitter sometimes. Um, Kyle Tucker, I think, is a little underrated. I think Kyle Tucker is a very good hitter. Um, I think he's just getting better. Then you got guys like Miles Straw and, and Jason Castro. You know, and you got maybe Martin Maldonado to be the kind of platoon guy with the catcher. Then you got guys like Aledemus Diaz, Steven Souza that can fill in spots. Um, but so overall, I think that they're going to hit. I think they're going to do well hitting. So I, I think that they're going to get runs. But the problem is they're going to give up runs. And that's where I run into my, you know, I still haven't really decided what I'm going to do with where I'm going to rank, you know, division winners and where I'm going to rank even records because I just don't know with this team what's going to happen. I do think that they are a little more 
talented than maybe even some projections give them. Some projections actually have them at like 95, 100 wins. I think that's a bit ridiculous. But I, I do think that they are good. Uh, I think that they are going to be uh, – I, I think they're going to be at least top two in this division. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with, you know, last season was, even though it was a shortened season, was rough for them. They did make it to the championship series and came, I believe, like one game shy or two games shy of the World Series. So that is something to consider, too, that they did. It's almost like when the light shines brightest, even though everyone hates – I mean, they're not a well-liked team at this point. They do kind of come through. So this team really is like, a, is the bottom going to fall out? And are they going to, are these talented guys going to play to their ability or, uh, you know, losing Springer and, and not having um, Verlander, is that going to start to be their downfall? Is the window closing? Um, I'm not sure, but I, I still think pretty highly of this team as much as I am questioning them a lot. I do still think highly of this team. And um, man, as much as I really, I really don't like some of these guys. Uh, I do think that they could really have the most talent in this division still. Yeah. Many Astros, you know, going to some names that you uh, talked about. You got Verlander, who you're probably not going to see this year. If you do, right at the end of the year, maybe out of the bullpen or a couple-inning guy. Uh, Granke's getting very old, but still serviceable, you know, still a very good pitcher. But Colors is up and down. He's got some really good stuff, but with some injuries and stuff, he's been very shaky. Uh, Famer Valdez, he's, yeah, again, kind of up and down. Jose uh, Yaquindi, Yaquidity, uh, very up and down. My big thing is those last couple names are not, you know, that reliable. And then behind that, you don't really have any names. So if one thing goes wrong, you're talking, you know, problem. Um, yes, there's still some guys out in free agency you can go pick up and maybe have depth to that. But, um, you know, it's still, it's like, uh, oof, you know, especially no Verlander, who's a stopgap, boom. Here's a win every five days. Here's a win every five days. Here's a win every five days. And then you had Granky. He was like, okay, here's a win three, four, four times, you know, every five starts. So you're like, all right, we're going to get two wins this week, two wins this week, two wins this week. Up Now we have up three, four, five wins now. Now yeah. it's like, all right, now you got maybe that one win with Granky every time. And then you got to find out some other guys. McCullough's can bounce back, though. You can, you can definitely get, you know, you got a pretty good one, two guy. Uh, the bullpen, Ryan Presley, uh, Ryan Stanek. Pedro Baez, Steve Sizik, and uh, Josh James. Uh, Sizik, or uh, Sizik, however you want to pronounce it, he's very good. One or two bad years. he's He could be a, a good piece for them because they have no bullpen, really. Uh, Pedro Baez and, and Presley, they, they're decent, but there's just nothing nothing crazy there. You mm-hmm. lost Will Harris. You lost, uh, what was his name, uh, Chris uh, Dubzinski or Dubnak or whatever his name was. Um, Davinsky. Yeah, yeah, Chris Davinsky, yeah. You got rid of Azuna for some reason. Still don't really get that. So the bullpen, not great. But okay, a couple names there, okay. But their pitching definitely needs some help. And there's sure. no real back reliability or depth. Yeah. So that's a big problem. I mean, you know Dusty's not the greatest at handling pitchers. Mm-hmm. As you go ask uh, Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood, they say. Um, but... I'm not going to go with too much now because Dusty Baker's a man. So, lineup-wise, Martin Malinato, uh, Jason Castro, Yuli Gurriel, Alidamus Diaz, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Brantley, Miles Stroll, Kyle Tucker, Steven Souza, Souza and uh, Carlos Delgado Jr. and Jordan Alvarez. They still got some big names in that lineup. But what's going to hurt them, really, is 
uh, Yuli Gurriel is, as weird as it's to say, is when the team's not good, he's terrible. Oh, yeah. And when the team's playing good, he's one of the best hitters. I don't know if it's because he's that good to the lineup or if it's just how it goes. He just goes however the motion, you know, wherever the boat's going. It's true. Altuve coming off of some injuries and, and backlash. Is he going to bounce back? Is he, you know, can he bounce back? Sure. Is he ever going to be 330, 340 again? I don't know. Especially after some injuries and getting beat up and stuff like that. It's it's tough. I mean, he could bet, definitely got, has to bounce back better than he did last year. Correa, good player. Kind of like, uh, you know, public enemy number one, which I don't think fits him. And he's always hurt. So, not really the smartest idea to be public enemy number one. Uh, means an extra hit-by-pitch here and there, and then be an injury-prone guy. That doesn't seem like the smartest idea. Bregman, he was bad last year. He had like yep. 20 RBIs. You know, you could you could pull up all the random stats you want for, oh, his OPS, or he had extra base. I don't want to hear it. He had bad 220 and had 20 RBIs. No good. Uh, so he's got to bounce back strong. Uh, Brantley's consistent, but Brantley does have some injury concerns over, you know, for a few years there. But, um, you know, he's a consistent, you know, just kind of flows right in the middle of the lineup. Yeah, Miles Strahl's a former higher prospect. Kyle Tucker's got some great talent. Souza's a good piece when he's healthy. You know, he's a good piece off the bench. And Yordan Alvarez, who we missed all last year, um, when he's healthy, which hopefully he is, because he's one of the few guys I really like on the Astros teams, he can crush the ball. <laughs> he looks just like Delgado up there. I'm telling you, he could crush the ball. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a big part of their team. Altuve coming back. What's happening with pitchers and Aldo- Alvarez? <laughs> El, El Delgado. <laughs> yeah, it's literally Delgado. He's he's he looks just like him, just the way he takes goes about his business. Your Don Alvarez is great. I really like him, and he's got some brute strength. I know. Yeah, that's a big boy. Yeah, he hits the crap out of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't field. He's no, like, I don't but, think he even owns a glove. No, but he, goddamn, he's got a bat. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, and he doesn't. He's just mean looking up there, but he's probably the nicest guy. Probably, yeah. He's like he's probably like Chris Carter, but you know, could actually hit a little bit better than Chris Carter. That's what he kind of, you know. But uh, he's I, I like him. So, but they got they got a lot of question marks. And then well, last year, were they playing off of no fans being in the, you know, yelling at them? Um, the backlash uh, kind of settling down after the after the, the shortened season, after the delayed start. Were they playing off of emotion? Um, those things all, you know, bubble up this year. Um, so we'll see what they got. Uh, farm system wise, they got Forrest Whitley, one of the top pitching prospects. He's still, you know, still a high prospect, but he's kind of it's kind of do or die at this point with him because we've been hearing about him for four years now. Yeah. Then they got infielder Frutis Nova, picture Brian Abreu, infielder Jeremy Jeremy Pena. Only one, I believe, of those guys are in the top 100. That's Forrest Whitley. Um, so the farm system's not good. The team is still very good, especially lineup wise, offensive wise. So the team's still got some talent. Farm system's not great, so you don't really get much help, but you do have Forrest Whitley, who is probably the biggest need is pitching, so he can come up and really help. But there's just too much question marks, and the window, I think, is shut. I think it's 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 I think it was shut really last year, but there's always, you know, a crack that's still open because there's some talent there, but it's pretty much shut. They're a World Series chance unless they make some big moves, which they don't really have the farm system to do anymore. The guys that are leaving now, some of the guys are getting older. It's kind of came and went, and it's... Time to, you know, re-go, retool. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. But the, the team's still definitely capable of being in the playoffs, winning the division, the wild court hunt. But the team also can just give up, you know, and kind of flutter around 500, if not right below 500, if they kind of just give up. But I think they'll be in the wild court hunt until they have too much talent. It's just there's a lot of questions surrounding them. And fans will be back for, for the good and, and 
for the bad for them. So it's going to help that their home fans can kind of give them a, a you know a cheer and maybe cheer them up. But when they go on the road 81 times this year and they go hear from Oakland fans and they go hear from Angel fans, they go hear from Yankee fans, they go hear from Boston fans. <laughs> You know, Philly. If they played, I don't know if they play Philly this year, but God, that would be not not great for them. No, they're gonna hear it. Oh yeah. So that's gonna remind the players. Hey, we didn't. I didn't hit this guy in the back last year because mm. I forgot. Now I'm gonna hit him in the back this year. <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna be a reminder of some players too. So they got a good team though, but uh, you know, a lot of questions. I think they'll be you know they're in they're being the playoff hunt for the wild card at least. I I just I don't I just don't see it. I don't see them really competing. Being the team in the division, they can compete. I just, I think it's gonna, uh, a lot of things have to go right, and the way it's been going for them, everything's kind of going the opposite. So I can't see how all of a sudden I'll just turn back around and be everything going right again. Yeah, I think this team is. Uh, although, uh, like I said, I do have them kind of pegged high. I do think they're on that verge. They're at that tipping point, and I think that if they go the way I'm thinking they're going, they're going to be okay. But for how long? You know, that's Th- kind of my year. that exactly. That's kind of where I'm thinking. I don't think in the long run, I'm going to get more into it when we do our proper predictions. In the long run, I don't see them as, say, like I think they're going to do. They're the most talented team. They win the division, whatever. I don't see them competing with the White Sox and the Yankees. I just don't see it. You know, this whole West division, I don't know if I see it with those other teams. I don't know if they quite stack up. Oh, then the Angels. And the, if, they get a, if they get one piece, they could really compete. If the Angels get... Tani steps up. Yeah. And is the ace and... Well, they've, and they've been like chasing that. that number one starter for how many years now? The they Padres, get them. Just like the Padres. Yeah. And the Padres went off the walls and got like 19 of them. But I know. The Angels could just find a way to get one. Yeah. Angel, Chris Sale. That's a team. Boom. Give me him. Yeah. Uh, that's... that's. I agree. I, I just... Castillo for the Reds. Man. They got yeah. the prospects to do it. But they're a so. team, the Angels, I'm not going to get too much into. They're a team that could go tires on Jeff Samarja or Johnny Cueto in the middle of the year and just be like, all right, this guy could help us. And then just he'll fine. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of move the angels are going to do. But yeah, the West is open and, and I just don't know the Astros. If, if they, if they're good this year, um, this would be about it. Yeah. That's, and I've seen, like I said, I've seen some predictions. I want to get on to the next team, but this is the last thing I want to say on it. I've seen some predictions that had them like almost at 96 to hundred wins. And I'm like, listen, this isn't the 20, 17 2018 cheating Astros <laughs> that yeah. were that were I mean overall they are they were a good team you know but they could um, pitch that's that's what I'm saying monster this year they have one guy who's 38 years old yeah running the rotation who, who throws 80 miles an hour yeah and he's you, you never know what he's thinking yeah he might just not show up he might just be like you know what I'm just not playing anymore yeah and you're like oh all right it's yeah. just he's just crazy yeah, like so that. they have no pitchers now yeah <laughs> but we'll see with them and the reason uh, this next team the athletics the Oakland A's the reason that I conceded and was like, I'll put them first is because, I like. first of all, I like the A's. Second of all, they have much better pitching. And let's be honest. I think in bullpen and rotation, I think overall they have much better uh, pitching. I just don't think pound for pound they have quite as good of a lineup. I think that they, I think ceiling, they have a better lineup. But I think, I think pound for pound realistically, I think that the Astros do edge them out a little bit. So, so let's get into it here with the lineup. So for the Athletics, they have Ramon Liriano, uh, Mark Kanya, uh, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, Mitch Moreland, Stephen Piscotti, Elvis Andrews, and Anthony Kemp. Their rotation consists of Chris Bassett, Jesus Lizardo, Frankie Montas, Sean Manaya, and Mike Fires. Um, so right there, like I said with the lineup, I don't think pound for pound they quite are with the Astros. At least, you know, say that if the Astros hitters hit like they did last season, that's a lot different. But if they hit like they should... I do think pound for pound the Astros are a little better, 
But, uh, I mean, look at the middle of this lineup with the A's. You know, Ramon Liriano, who has really come on with the bat. You know, uh, Ramon. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's he's unbelievable, uh, both sides of the ball. Uh, Marconia is always solid, I think, in the lineup. Matt Chapman is probably one of the best third basemen in baseball. Matt Olson uh, has just so much power. And if he gets that average up a little bit from last season, which yeah, I think yeah, he will. Last season was, was just don't go off that. He literally did nothing but hit home runs. He still had the home runs. So if he gets he, that average he up. Before that, he broke his handmate bone. And that saps your power. He came back at like 30 home runs. Yeah. In the same year that he broke it. He's like, I'm fine. Yeah. So and, uh, and he could play at first base. Whew, he might be one of the best. He might be the best defensive first baseman in the league right now. Yeah, the corner combination of of him and uh, him and Matt Chapman is just unbelievable. Yeah, the corners they're awesome. Yeah. Um, so the middle of the lineup sick. Uh, Sean Murphy uh, was obviously a high prospect. I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. So behind the plate, you got a really good catcher, uh, Mitch Moreland. Uh, Seems to fit in well with teams like this. He oh. fit in well with the Red Sox that kind of got that like underdog kind of tone to them so i think he's gonna fit in very well in oakland i i, I just see that happening you know what he's gonna be like you know like scott hatterberg over there yeah, yeah. he knows how to play first already but he's gonna be like that guy we're like yeah let's kick the tires on he's got a good on base he's been around he fields over there and all of a sudden he'll be like 20 home runs here we go i was gonna say i could see him dropping 20 uh, in this season 2025 something like that uh, you know, so we'll uh, say brandon moss yeah, yeah. He could be Brandon Moss. That's a really good comparison. Big lefty Moss guy. And just cause a ruckus for that one year, yeah. two years, and then just leave. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good – I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> and then after him, you got Piscotty, who's always solid. Um, didn't I, I believe last year he struggled a little bit. Um, but, you know, uh, you got to take a little grain of salt with last season. It was a shortened season. Uh, Elvis Andrews, I think they did a good job replacing uh, uh, Semyon. Yeah, he struggled. Honor, uh, I believe. Yeah. And Simeon, who uh, is obviously not here anymore, struggled as well. So, did you maybe get the better deal out of this? I don't know. Uh, I think Elvis Andrews is still good. Uh, I don't think he's quite Marcus Simeon uh, ceiling at this point with him anymore. Definitely doesn't have the power uh, ceiling like Simeon does. Uh, and Anthony Kemp at second uh, is going to do okay. I mean, you don't need one. Th- you don't need every all nine hitters to be the greatest hitter on the planet. So I think he'll. I think he fits Oakland well. So I think he'll just fill his role right. Uh, and then you got the rotation, which I think is the big separator with a potential separator with the them and the Astros here. You got Chris Bassett, who I think is really good. Jesus Lizardo, uh, very a highly regarded prospect, uh, big uh, lefty, I believe. Um, he can really bring it, and I think that he's just going to get better. So I think he's going to have a good season. Uh, Frankie Montas, good pitcher, really solid, a kind of a middle of rotation guy, I think, for this rotation. But, you know, the A's are weird, so you could see him. Starting. Yeah, he was opening day last year. I was right? going to say, you could see him starting opening day. Did he pitch the um, wild card game, uh, playoff game? The game one? Did he? Or game three, even? I think, you know, I, yeah, did he? Yeah, because Chris Bass. I think Manea might have pitched game one, and then Montez pitched game three. Either way, they put know, the confidence in him. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's very good. Uh, Sean Manaya, uh, I think really highly of, but uh, did, I don't think he had quite a, a great season last season. But I think the potential is still there to him have a really good season, be kind of like a top, like higher end rotation guy. Uh, Mike Fires, you know, as much as I don't think like really highly Mike Fires, he always seems to come up big for a team. I think he comes up big for the A's in particular, too. He fits the A's. So, though. yeah. He's a perfect player for them. Exactly. So, uh, overall, I think the rotation one through five can be, can really be really good. So, the rotation's good. Bullpen, they got Trevor Rosenthal who had a really, who had like a renaissance kind of, you know, fits. seasons with him. He fits him. 
So he fits there well. Jake Diekman, Sergio Romo. I think uh, another a guy like Sergio Romo, I think, fits them awesome. I think he's just going to kind of. the Bay Area. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that uh, I think that the back end of the bullpen at the very least. And then you got guys like, what, yes, Merrill Petit, I believe, is there. And you got, there's there's a lot of guys that didn't list here. Yeah, I got a uh, few that who, you uh, didn't mention. You know, Lou Trevino, yep. who's always really good. And then he's just like really bad for a couple weeks. And then he's really good again. Mm-hmm. If he can just kind of not be so bad in the middle of that. <laughs> He's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said Deekman. J.B. Wendel, Wendelkin, who yep. pitched really well. Yes, Mary Petit, you mentioned. And then uh, James Caprillion, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be fighting for the rotation and, and the bullpen, who yeah. uh, was a high prospect. Yeah, so, so they got some pitching. Yeah, the bullpen's definitely good. Um, the rotation's good. And then off the bench, they got some They got some uh, some depth with Chad Pender. Oh, well, I, know I love you, Chad Pender. I know you love him. Uh, Buddy Reed and uh, Greg, Greg Deekman. Deekman, whoever I'm not sure how to say his name. Buddy Reed, um, yeah, that looks like he's gonna he's gonna play well. Yeah, last it, time I had a guy named like that was Bubba Crosby. Oh, <laughs> Bobby Crosby, Bubba. No, it was Bubba, wasn't it? I don't remember now, but he was good for them. Someone's gonna be mad at us. Someone's listening, like, no, it's it was Bubba Crosby. No. Yeah, one of them. I think it was. I don't remember now, but um, they do pretty well with that. But yeah, I mean, the they got some good depth. Uh, I think the pitching, like I said, is the big difference here which is why i i'm still a little split on what i what i'm thinking with this west division both west divisions i'm a little i'm a little stuck on well well yeah the west is just well it's just a talent both both teams yeah both teams yeah it's hard to decide like a spread talent yeah this kind of teams yeah you really i could realistically see all three teams winning it but you know there's some with the a's always that uh you know always leaves me a little bit questioning them um they could either be that team that just defies all expectations. They're always the underdog, the Moneyball team, and they come from out of nowhere and they win 96 games. All of a sudden, they're division winners. Or they could just be, you know, just card. just yeah, the wild card team, and 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 they're just there and they're good and they give you trouble and they beat up the Yankees at Oakland for some reason all the time and everybody up in Oakland. Yeah, they're they're tough at home, especially you get some fans back now. They're oh, gonna, they're going to have one fan there. It's going to be the loudest crowd in the, in, in the country. Yeah. So if you're a sports fan, you're gonna go. You're gonna go there. Pack the house. Yeah. So um, yeah. Just to just to kind of wrap up my thoughts here, let you kind of talk on the A's. I know you really love the A's. Uh, well, we both do. But I think that they are. Uh, I think that the Astros might still have the edge in division. Maybe there's a little experience factor there too. With the Astros, I think have been at it a little longer than some of these guys in the, on the A's team. But I think that the big separate the the thing I think that will separate and kind of decide what happens with division is this A's pitching, I think could be the the next step for them. And, and the reason that they hop over the other two teams, because really let's be honest, Astros and the angels, that's their big problem. All these, all three te- these teams can hit, but the A's got that pitching bullpen and, and, and rotation. So I think that's, that's where I'm stuck is like, are, are they going to, is everything going to come together nicely for them? And, and I think it can. And at the very worst, very worst, they're going to be a wild card team. I think. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, the A's, but, Wait, guys like uh, Manaya, Mike Fires, Chris Bassett, who pitched great last year, Jesus Lazardo, who was like a top top prospect, he pitched really good. He brings it, lefty. Um, Frankie Montas, who was a little inaccurate, but he's you know he's hot. He's hot. Last year I said it. Last year he had the shoulder injury and never pitched. AJ Puck is going to oh, yeah. be huge from them. Huge. Yeah, I forgot about prospect, that. He's going to be huge if he comes in and pitches the way he can't, which he's gonna. He's gonna. I'm telling you, he's gonna pitch this this year. He's gonna be. AL Rookie of the Year, A.J. Puck. Put it right down. Hands up. Right. He's great. Big lefty. Big, big lefty. He's mm. going to be very, very good. So that's going to be huge for them. 
But then you got the bullpen, Sergio Romo, been there, done that. You know, he just he'll he'll just he'll do his thing, like Fernando Rodney almost. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal had a great year last year. Hopefully, he can have a similar year. Trevino, you know, he could just control some of his, uh, you know, wild inaccuracies. Uh, Jake Diekman, uh, J.B. Wendelkin. Because Mary Petit's been like Mr. A over there. James Caprillion could be in the rotation, be in the bullpen. He's a, a prospect, had good stuff. So, he's going to help them. Uh, finally, he's going to pay pitching in the majors, I think, if he stays healthy. Sean Murphy, great young catcher. Great young catcher. Um, played very well last year. Austin Allen, even. Yeah. Backup off the bench. He's got a little bit of power for, you know, backup catcher, which is what you want. Really, as a backup catcher. Just hit a home run every once in a while and play pretty good defense, and we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Olson, talking about power. The guy can mash the ball. He's not going to bat 200 again this year. He'll be at least 250, 260 hitter. Yeah. Hits lefties, hits righties. Great defensively. He's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcano's uh, seems to be just the way Mike's fantasy team. That's his guy right there. Yeah. He always ends up on his team. I don't know why. Mitch Moreland, <laughs> the guy who looks like Mike. You know he's gonna he's gonna be like Brandon Moss Jr. over there. Uh, Chad Pinder's the starter. Not not nothing against Tony Kemp. Chad Pinder, he's a man. He yeah. Plays everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play most days because he plays everywhere. He's just smacks base hits, hits some home runs, comes up in big spots. He's just another player that just fits that ace. Matt Chapman, boom, done. He's, mm-hmm. he's one of the best defensive third basemen. He's gonna hit very you know pretty well. Elvis Andrews is gonna st- you know he's gonna he another one kind of you know uh, wrote off written off. Well, that was to the ace. The team yeah. just, you're never, you're never dead. You're never dead yet. Mm-hmm. So they're going to bring him back. It's a little bit of a hit with Simeon. I think Andrew's probably a little better defensively. Uh, Simeon, more flexibility. Simeon, more dynamic hitter. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Andrew's just going to step in and fill up pretty, you know, fill that role pretty well. Yeah. Um, Seth Brown, you know, young guy, just kind of going to be there. He's, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him yet. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Tony Kemp. Um, Ramon Liriano was defensively. You don't got to talk about that. He's fantastic, but he's the the spunk, the energy. The you know I hate you yeah, just because yeah. I play against you. Mm-hmm. Not just he doesn't like he just doesn't because you're, you're on the other team. He's gonna let you know that he's a little bit different than some of the other A's. He brings a little bit of di- different than a lot of the other players. They're all kind of play their game and cheer for themselves. But he's like I don't like you. Brings that different spunk to them, which is yeah. good. Bring mixes the energy up. Uh, Steven Piscotti, another one, just fits right in. Doesn't say anything, just smacks the ball, you know, comes up in big spots. They're really good because they're feisty. They win games. They win it with power, with pitching, with defense, with stealing bases. I'm outsmarting you because Bob Melvin's very good and their whole coaching staff. Their their stadium fits them. It's nothing. It's garbage. (laughs) It's huge in foul territory, which helps them with their defense on the corners and obviously with the pitching. They're just, if everything just goes well with the A's, they're hard to beat. Last year, they none of them played well. I mean, could you give me an A's player that played well last year? Lariano, maybe? But he had injuries? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. But I not mean, a lot of guys played well last year, and yeah. they were still one of the best teams. Yeah. So just yeah. think if they would have played well last year. Could have won it all. Yeah, at that so point. they're going to play better this year. They're just a good, they're just a really good team, and they're, they're hard to beat. Hard mm. to go to Oakland and beat them. Yeah. It's always been. But it's, they're hard to beat. And they never cared about the Astros. Even when the A's aren't that great and the Astros were in the, in the prime of their years, A's always gave them trouble. Yep. Look at uh, years ago when they played against the Tigers, when the Tigers were in their prime. Mm-hmm. A's almost almost beat them, knocked them out of the playoffs. Yep. Sonny Gray and the fellas. Yep. They don't care who you are. So the yeah, A's they, are going to be tough. Yeah, they Even are. Though you're like, they lost 15 guys. <laughs> you got no namers, you feel like. They walk it off. They come back. They, they fight. They're just never out of it. They're like poor man Cardinals. 
Yeah, get pieces who fit what they want, not what they. Oh well, he doesn't do this well, but I need him to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. This guy does this one thing, and this guy does this one thing, and they all fit together. Yeah, they do find that to way to fit the puzzle in nice to get that yeah. complete team. Yeah, you know. And then I'll go into some prospects. AJ Puck's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I like AJ Puck a lot. Uh, then you got shortstop Robin Paulson, uh, catcher Tyler Soderstrom, another catcher. So you can. That's always good to have good catchers. Good catchers, pitching, shortstops. That seems to be your prospects. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, outfielders, they come and go. It's true. Uh, infielder, Nick Allen. So the farm system's not that great. I believe they have maybe two of these guys from the top 100. If one's A.J. Puck, who's going to be on the major league team. But you just had Lazardo, who was like number five in there. And they have a lot of other younger guys who've been, you know, Matt Olson and, and Matt Chapman and Chad Pinder. So they have younger players. Liriano was a, was a higher guy. So their farm system kind of already came up. Mm-hmm. They still have a couple guys. Their farm system's not great. Probably in the teens somewhere. But their team is very, very good. It doesn't jump out at you, but it's really good when you when you think about, well, how do the A's want this team? This is how they want it. So the team fits. This is exactly how they want it. It fits very well. They're feisty. They're good. They're going to be, I think, win the division. If not, they're definitely winning the wild card, but I think they're winning the division. They could win 100 games, which would be a little bit surprising. Mm-hmm. They could win 85, somewhere in there. I think they might, 85 might win the division. Yeah, at this point, yeah. But I think they're going to be right around 90 and make the playoffs and just be that team that you don't want to go face. And especially don't want to travel to Oakland and face them. No, so no, no, no. I like the A's, always have. Um, this team's uh, pretty good. And uh, I love Matt Olson. I love Matt Olson. <laughs> Matt Chapman's great defensively. I love him. Liriano's crazy. A lot of guys to like on this team. A.J. Puck, I really like. So that's the reason why I like these guys. And Chad Pender, of course. So uh, a lot of guys I like personally which really makes me like them. So, Yeah, I'm a big fan of the team, too. Uh, we both are. We both have always kind of rooted for the team, uh, especially, you know, they om- it's om- they're almost like the to outsiders looking in to me. They're like the heroes versus the villains, the Astros are the villains, and they're, you know, they're the they're the underdog. It's like David and Goliath. But never cared. You know? No, no, no. Never. never. No. And then you got the angels. It's like that, that meme you see with the three dragons. Yeah, yeah, and they're like the dopey one. Yeah, that's like the angels, because you don't know what you're getting at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their stuff's just all over the place, but they're good. Yeah. But the Astros kind of have, know what they want, how they want it. A's know what they want, how, how they have it. And then the angels like, we got a bunch of good stuff, but we don't know how to manage it or put it together. So that's yeah. why they always kind of think of them as that, that third monster, that third dragon, that meme, where they're just kind of... Yeah, yeah, all dopey. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, um, that's kind of how we're feeling about this division. Uh, overall, uh, I think even though we have slight disagreements, I feel like we kind of fall on the same idea where these teams are going to end up. You know, I, I feel like, or, or like kind of where their talent is. I feel like we, we have legitimate questions about all the three top teams. We could see all three of them win in the division. We could all see all three of them getting, you know, two of the three, you know, getting the two wild cards. You know, I, I think that they're, they're all talented. There's three just, teams here could be 90 wins. Yeah. There's three teams here that could be 500. Yeah, exactly. And one of them 500 teams win a division. There's people out there saying, hell, it, Mariners are winning a division. <laughs> because it's so wide open. Yeah. It's just like, let's just throw our, just throw a complete wild card in. And with their prospects, who, who knows? But that's how crazy this West is. Yeah. And you got you know what it is, too? I think people are high on the Angels, too, out of those three teams. Because the Angels almost, if you could do like a, a simple like arrow up, arrow down, like in my head, like where the, where's the trajectory? The Angels are kind of on that up upward trajectory, that green arrow. People where, root for them. Yeah. So it always, it's, no matter who you are, it always gives you a little a boost in what you think they can do. Yeah. Even if it's a one win. It's always like, ah, oh, well, you don't like them. You're like, ah. But you like them. You're like, ah, man, they got to be good. 
They got to yeah. be good one of these years. They got to make it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people kind of rooting just even just for Trout and maybe even Poolhouse at this point. Yeah, I, you well, know. I mean, Poolhouse going to go for a record. Yeah. RBIs and total bases and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'll be rooting for him. I always did. Yeah, and I hope that if he does retire, um, I hope that he s- tells us before the season ends uh, um, so that he gets a farewell tour. He said he's not, no. Oh, really? He doesn't. Yeah, he's not going to say nothing until after the season. He wants to see how the season plays out, how he feels, and what the team does. If that's what he wants, that's fine. I respect it. I can see him just fading away. Yeah, I I think that he is one of the best players of our generation, one of the best players of all time, and I think that he deserves a send-off tour, kind of like what Jeter and, and Ortiz and them got. I hope that last season's shortened season does not stop him from breaking the RBI record because that would be a damn shame. Yeah. He deserves the RBI record. He deserves really a, a – he's going to have a, a slight chance of 700. If he comes back next year, he's got a great chance of 700 home runs. You know, total base record he's in the hunt for. He's going to have, a, you know, 300 average pretty much done at this point unless he bounces back with over 300 average. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he still has a chance at the RBI record, total bases, and to finish his career with more walks, I believe, than strikeouts. Yeah, which would be fantastic. He, I'm not going to keep going into this because we can keep going for hours. He's, my, I had him on our list. He was my top first baseman of all time. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best hitters of all time, top 10. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely the greatest hitter of our generation. Yeah. And he's probably the greatest hitter since we've seen since, I don't know, Mickey Mantle. And then, no, I don't care what anyone says. I'm taking prime Albert Pujols over just about anybody. Over Miggy. People say, oh, maybe, no. <laughs> Look at his numbers versus Trout. Mm-hmm. Trout, they say, is one of the best baseball players of all time. Pujols' numbers are actually better. Yeah. That's, especially in the average. Scary. Yeah, especially in the average category. I believe through the first thousand games of their career, their home runs and RBIs and OPS and all that stuff is pretty comparable. There's like a 30-point gap in average. It, it, you know, that's where the big separator is. And although Pujols doesn't, isn't quite the average hitter anymore, those home runs and RBIs are still there every year. Oh, yeah. You know? He's so, still 240, 250, 20-something home runs and 100 RBIs. Yep. Or 80, 90 at this point. Yeah. So... That's kind of a big and reason comes why up in the biggest spots and he'll hit. Oh yeah. <clears throat> he'll oh, hit. Oh yeah. That's, that's kind of, you know, he's embodies a kind of why the reason we see the angels kind of being that kind of team that can surprise people. You got a guy like him on there. That's one of the best of all time. You got trout Everyone who is to play for him. Everyone wants to win for him. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So that's kind of my opinion on opinions on the division. Obviously, we'll come back to it in the seventh episode, so we got not too many episodes left. Here we got to talk about the NL next. The NL East is kind of a division that's a little bit open to to a lot of people. Uh, I think that there's like at least two teams there that you could say could win the division. You probably got a division winner and a wild card team out there. So I'm excited to talk about the NL East. But those are overall my thoughts on the AL West and kind of those teams. So if you got anything else before you get into the trivia question. No, no um, AL West is, uh, is a crapshoot. Some mm-hmm. real good talent, some teams that can be really good, some teams that could just be mediocre, and a mediocre team could win the division. But um, it's, a, it's a division I'm excited to watch fold, you know, play out and unfold, especially with the Angels and, you know, liking the A's. So, um, yeah, should be should be fun, you know, fun division for a couple opposite reasons why – the AL Central we talked about last week. Why wow, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Got some real, you know, strength in there. Well, the West, you don't really know what you have in there. Yeah, that's so, true. But uh, anyway, to get into our trivia question this week, I uh, nothing, nothing too crazy. But uh, what team did Gaylor Perry get his 300th career win for? A little tough because he's played for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, and you and extra credit if you can get the team they played did it against. I inadvertently guessed that right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
uh, the team that Gaylord Perry got his 300th career win with happened to be the Mariners, who relates to this episode, obviously. So he got uh, he got his win there with the uh, the slash, you know, the pilot, the, almost like the pilot's uniforms, where it was like the light blue we talked about with our uniform episode. Um, and the team he did it against was the Yankees. Yep. But yep, he got his 300th win with the Mariners. Yeah, I, it was like every... I guess like every team that he was on, just about, except for the the Giants, this is where he spent most of his career. I guess like every other team that he's been on, except the Mariners. I yeah. forgot he was there. And I like that question just because um, one, it related to the, the episode, but two, he, it kind of was uh, a teaser. You're like, you know, I guess it's a, who does it? Who was it? You know, mm-hmm. he did it. You just didn't know. You couldn't figure it out. Was it the Rangers? You just couldn't figure it out. So I've seen that. And I'm like, all right, I like yeah. that, and it, it goes along with the episode. So um, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and if you ever get a chance, go look up that story with, uh, uh, I believe it was the coach or one of the players saying that someone landed on the moon before Gaylord Perry hits a home run, and the day he landed on the moon, he hit the home run. That's yep. one of my favorite stories of all time. Go look it yeah. up and really read into it because you know, it goes into more detail, but that's a great story. I love that story. Me too. Love it. That's one of the great baseball uh, like legends, you know, and Dusty Baker creating the high five. Yeah, yeah creating a <laughs> high five, sure. Underrated. Very underrated story. Oh, uh, yeah. That he created the high five. After we landed on the moon. Yeah. We were on the moon. We were in space, but never slapped our hands up over our shoulders to someone else's hand. Yeah, That's I don't. That's unbelievable, really. I, I don't understand it. I don't. I'll I never will. It's, un, it's unbelievable. We had cars and light. <laughs> we never slapped a hand, which we've had for millions of years. Yeah. Everyone's had hands. Yeah, no one just, yeah, That's no one just went above no. their head. No. I don't, I don't know. That's a whole. We could do a fucking episode just on the the high creation of the high five. It's just so unbelievable. Doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Doesn't make sense. Um, but anyway, uh, that's all I got for this episode. I'm excited to talk about the NL East. NL, excuse me, the NL East. The East. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm excited to talk about the NL East next week, and I'm excited that when I go to bed at night, there is spring training baseball on, and that there's some sort of baseball going on. You got some fans in the stands. Uh, which is nice. You got them kind of spread out. You got, but enough that you can see that there's fans there and not just cardboard cutouts or just those CGI implanted to hologram fans. It was terrible. Yeah. It I just, hated that. It feels like, you know, normal again. Yeah. So we're, we're right, right there. We're right there. And this is the most anticipated season I think I've ever had with baseball. Yeah. So exciting. Sure. Yeah. So that's all I got. Unless you got any final notes, final news, whatever you want to bring up. No, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Other than the A's did propose another stadium design. Oh yeah, yeah. Sent that out, yeah. and that looks very good. But other than that, I mean, baseball. Yeah. It's, it's, it's here. It's on TV. It's games are playing, and you can't get no better than that. Yeah, it's fantastic to to see all the teams. You know, so. All right, guys. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, we will be back next week with the NL East. <laughs> <laughs> um. So until then. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also listen to our podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.